All right, once again, the verse, uh, Bhagavad Gita 6, chapter 7th verse. For one who has conquered the mind, the super soul is already reached, for he has attained tranquility. To such a man, happiness and distress, heat and cold, honor and dishonor are all the same. So, you may be wondering, well, how can you say that? You know, how can I be the same if I'm happy or if I'm in distress? Got any ideas? How, how's, is that possible? Is that possible to do that? You're either happy or you're not happy, right? Well, you're maybe. What if you're sad? What if you're feeling great distress? You know, like maybe you're. You know, it's like Doctor Mike. His car's falling apart. He's trying his best to keep it going nicely, but what's the latest thing that the alternator went out? Yeah. See. It causes distress. He was out today coming home from work and uh, got a flat tire on his bicycle. You know? So, how can you be the same in happiness or distress? And does that even make any sense? Huh? Hardly makes any sense, does it? In the material concept, we're either happy or we're sad. We're either one or the other, right? because we're affected by how the mind is pulling us. In other words, it's just like if you, have a, uh, if you have a sailboat and you put it out on the lake and the wind kicks up, it's gonna blow you a certain way, you know? Now you can kind of navigate it and maybe get to go a different way, but you have to work real hard. You see, but the wind will take you a certain way. Huh? So uh, the material energy will try to pull you in a certain direction. You know, like your, your, the uh, tire on your bicycle may get flat or your alternator may go out. So, um, how do we deal with that? Well, that's your choice. It's up to you. You own the ability. You already have the ability to deal with it. You decide on how you're going to react. We can't change whether or not our alternator goes out or we get a flat tire. We can't change the um, difficulties that may come our way through our past karma, our activities. You know, we have something due. So we can't change that. It's going to happen. What's going to happen? It's like, what, it's like they say, what goes around comes around. You've heard that. As you sow, so shall you reap, it says in the Bible. This is the law of karma. For every action, there's an equivalent reaction. That's science. Was that Newton? Yeah. You see? So it's there. It's also called the law, the law of karma. The law of cause and effect. As you do, you will receive. So we can't change something that's due, that's coming to us. The only thing is, because the Lord gives us free will, Krishna gives us absolute free will, we can decide on how we're going to deal with it. That's your choice. You see? Now if you're uh, alternator goes out on your car you could get real mad you know you could pick up a brick and throw it through the windshield you know darn car crash well now you have a broken windshield and a bad alternator you see so some people do like that they get angry and they they do something out of some intense passion you see 
I have never seen it help a broken alternator if you throw a brick through the windshield. I've never seen that help. You know, it's not like the car says, oh, I'm sorry, and it starts right up. It doesn't. You know, all you've done is cause more difficulty for yourself. So every time we react to the material energy in a certain way, all we do is cause ourselves to get upset. You see, you become upset, angry, emotional. When we're emotional, it's impossible for us to uh, access very much of our intelligence. You see, because we're mad. We do things that we shouldn't do, like break the window or, you know, kick the car. Some people kick their car. I've seen the, I saw this one guy one time. He was his, his car wouldn't start in the parking lot, you know, like at the store. And he got so mad he he hauled off and kicked his car, put a dent in his car. The car still didn't start. You see, <laughs> didn't do him any good. Now, if you can, if you ask him, did that make you feel better? He may say, well, yeah. All right, tomorrow when you look at the dent in your car, are you going to still feel good about it? No. You know, being honest with yourself, no, it was, wasn't the right thing to do, you see. So I get the choice. I, I'm allowed the freedom to choose how I react, you see. Now, almost everybody wants to be happy, right? I want to be happy. Don't you want to be happy? <coughs> so why not say, I choose to be happy. It's my choice. And if you're not happy, you can't blame anybody but yourself, really. Well, you could say, well, no, he did this or he did that. And that's why I'm feeling this way. No, he did this and he's, got, and he's at fault. But the way I deal with it uh, depends on me. It's my choice on how I deal with it, you see. So in this way, one who practices yoga uh, he learns how to control the emotions. He learns how to control. He stays the same, whether in happiness or distress. Now, what does this do? It, it, it takes the peaks and valleys out of your life because we tend to find ourselves going like this, you know. You know, today I'm real happy, you know, and tomorrow I'm real sad, and I get kind of happy and I'm kind of sad. I'm up and down like that all the time. And, it, you know, that roller coaster ride gets tiring after a while. You see, it's exhausting. I don't know what to expect. Oh, you know, yesterday I was so happy. Now, today I'm so sad because of this. I was happy because of that, and now I'm sad because of this. You see? If we can remember ourselves as the eternal servant of Krishna, uh, and Krishna is our eternal friend, then there's really nothing for us to worry about. There's nothing for us to be concerned about. And if we believe that what goes around comes around, does everybody believe in that? That makes sense, doesn't it? Does anybody not believe in that? Lord Jesus Christ said, As ye sow, so shall ye reap. I can believe that. So, if that's true, then as I'm reaping, I must have sown. What's coming around? I sent around, you see. For every action, there's an equivalent reaction. Whatever my reaction is, I must, have, I must have done some action to cause that. Now this is looking at things in a little bit bigger picture, you see. Sometimes 
we get so caught up in living our lives that we're just kind of focused on right now, this this minute, you know? It's hot outside, uh, my car won't start, you know, the economy's terrible, I'm afraid I'll lose my job. We're caught up in all these things, the pains of material uh, existence. We're just caught up and we're thinking about that, you know? How will this affect me? It's so difficult for us sometimes to, to back up and look at the bigger picture, you see. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen, you see. Now, I can change what's going to happen in my future by my activities today. But the way I behave and the decisions that I make now, if you believe that as you sow, so shall you reap, if Jesus was right when he said that, and I think he was, and if what goes around comes around, then I can write my own future, right? But I've got to start. I've got to stop nonsense acts. Yes. Uh, sowing, planting crops, right? Yeah, yeah. Sowing the seeds. As you sow, so shall you reap. You see. So that means that I can control what I reap by controlling what I sow. I can control what's coming around by what I send around. You see? Now this is a little bit of a departure from our normal way of thinking. Because what we're doing now is we're just reacting. I've got things happening and now I've got to react. You know? Things are coming down, I've got to deal with them. So if we get out of that reactionary mode and get into the proactive mode, you see? I want to do uh, activities. I want to live my life in such a way that I don't have to worry about what's coming around behind me. You see? I don't have to worry about it. But that means I have to live in such a way that nothing will come behind me and bite me. You see? That doesn't mean I won't get a flat tire. You know? Now, it, may, it, 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 uh, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen right away. Because I've got so much out there that I've sent around that's got to come around and get exhausted, you see. But I can start right now. And there will be a time when I won't be receiving any negative reactions. I start by only positive reactions. So how do we do that? That sounds kind of, kind of pie in the sky, doesn't it? You know, how do we do that? First of all, um, we need to find out and figure out who we are. Who are just who am I? Who and what am I? I am an eternal living entity, meaning I am not this body. The body is eternal. I mean, excuse me. The body is temporary. The soul is eternal. The body is going to die. I'm the soul. I own the body. I'm driving the body. This body is going to wear out. I'm going to take another body. Okay. So. That's who I am and what I am. Now, what is my nature? My nature is that of subordination to the Supreme Lord. You see, I'm a servant of the Lord. We're all by nature servants of God. You see, now we can pretend that we're not. You know, you could say, some people say, well, I don't like that word. I don't like that word, servant. You know, I don't want to serve anybody except me. 
You see? So, but if we are eternal servants of the Lord, then we have to behave in such a way. How do we do that? By serving Him. You see? Now this takes away the thought of, um, of doing something. Hare Krishna. Thank you for coming. Huh? Visiting from Portland. Oh, very nice. Hare Krishna. All the way from Portland. Very nice of you to come. We were just talking about uh, our position as servants of Krishna. Somebody decided to come. They decided to leave, huh? <laughs> so, uh, today's verse we're reading, um, for those of you who, who, who weren't here, the, the verse is 6th um, chapter, uh, verse 7. I'll read the verse again. For one who has conquered the mind, the supersoul is already reached, for he has attained tranquility. To such a man, happiness and distress, heat and cold, honor and dishonor are all the same. So, uh, uh, and we were just talking about how do we maintain uh, the word is equanimity. How do we remain equipoised? You see, how do we remain the same regardless of uh, uh, distress or happiness? You see, huh? and we were discussing how Krishna gives us that free will. We. There's a very interesting story in the Srimad Bhagavatam in the 11th canto, 23rd chapter, I believe. 23rd chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, it's either the 23rd or 26th. It's the story of the Avanti Brahman. You know that story? The Avanti Brahman was, uh, he was one of these people who was not a very nice person all of his life. He did very uh, mean things. He cheated people. He was a, a, a rotten businessman. He was a bad husband. He was a bad father. You see, he was just not a very good person at all. So he lived this life in such a way. And then, uh, by the causeless mercy of the Lord, he happened to come in contact with one of Krishna's devotees. And he heard the message of Krishna consciousness, and he decided that he was going to become a devotee. So he changed his life. All of a sudden, he became a pure devotee. You see, he chanted Hare Krishna, cleaned his life up, he left home and just traveled. Just traveled to read and to preach, you see. And so he traveled throughout the countryside. He was a totally different person. Good-hearted, kind, sweet, good-natured, fair, honest. And as he traveled throughout the countryside, sometimes he would go through a village uh, where people were there that knew him when he was the bad guy. And they would be real angry. They'd say, hey, you're that guy. You're that Avanti, the guy from Avanti. And they would throw rocks at him, you know. Sometimes they would throw feces on him. You know, they, they treated him very badly. Beat him up, they would imprison him, you know, tie him up. I mean, they did horrible things to him. But he remained always peaceful happy you see so what you one of his friends saw him and asked him how is it that you can remain happy in such situation 
How is it that you're pleased even though these people are mistreating you? Is it because that you, that you think you deserve it because of your past deeds? And he said, no, it's not because of that. What I've done in the past has no influence on what I choose to feel. I choose to be peaceful. And I'm a devotee of the Lord. So therefore, my choice is to be happy. That's my choice. I have free will to do that. I choose to be happy. You see? Now, we can make all kinds of excuses. We can say, well, yeah, you know, I could, I, I, I could, uh, I could be happy if, if my sister would leave my stuff alone. Have you ever said that? Yeah. Probably just a few minutes ago. Huh? <laughs> Or I'd be a lot happier if my nerdy little brother would stay out of my room. Huh? You see? Well, but that's not true. That's not true. You'd be happier if you chose to be. You see? You'd be happy if you just decided, I'm going to be happy. Is that a tall order? Is that hard to do? It's only hard because we're not used to it. We're used to we're used to reacting, you know. This guy pulls out in front of me. Oh, I'm so mad at him! What a jerk he is! Oh boy! I wish I was a policeman. Boy, I'd arrest that guy. So you made an assumption. You're thinking this guy's a jerk. He just pulled out in front of me. He's an idiot. He's a mean guy. He's a bad person. Now, how do you know that he was just coming out of the store? Let's say he got a, a cell phone call, and it's from his wife. She says, oh, dear, you've got to come home immediately. Well, what's wrong? Our child's fallen and cut her head, and I don't have a car. We have to take her to the emergency room. Oh, my God, I'll be right there. So he's in a little bit of a hurry. So he's not a jerk. He's not a mean guy. You see? But you didn't know that, did you? You reacted. Well, this guy's bad. He's a mean guy. There's a story that I heard this one gentleman tell <clears throat> one time years ago. And this is, this is called a, a paradigm, a, a shift of a paradigm. You know what a paradigm is? A paradigm is a way of thinking. A paradigm is a lens that you see the world through. And you can change it and see the world. Like if you hold up a, a piece of rose-colored glass, everything looks red and pink, you see. You hold up green, you look through it, everything looks green. Yellow, everything looks yellow, like that. So there was a gentleman that was saying he was on the subway in New York City. Stephen Covey. Have you heard of Stephen Covey? Yeah. Yeah. Very genius yeah. In, in managerial things. So he was, on the, he was on the subway in New York City many years ago. It's a true story. And uh, he wrote this, he wrote several books, but this is, he was explaining this in one of his books. I was listening to him uh, give this explanation. Uh, man gets on the subway. He sits down. This is Stephen Covey sitting there on the subway. And he's trying to read his newspaper. And the subway stops. Door opens. A man gets on. He has three children. The doors close, subway starts to move. The man sat down and just kind of stared at the floor. Like this, you know. 
just kind of not paying any attention to anything. And the children proceeded to run through the car, making all kinds of noise. You see, they were bumping into people who had drinks, spilling things, knocking things over. You see, they were running like everything. So Mr. Covey started thinking, why doesn't he say something? You know, these children are disturbing the whole atmosphere here. It's just terrible. They're screaming and yelling. It's terrible. So after this happened, after a while, he decided, you know, this guy's just a rotten father. Not only that, he's a bad person. And, and you know what? I'm going to go talk to him. So he got up, he went over, and said to the guy, he said, Sir, your children are disturbing everybody on the car, and you won't do anything about it. And the man looked up, and he said, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I just don't know what to do. You see, we just left the hospital. Their mother died two hours ago. I don't know what to do. Now you've just experienced a paradigm shift. The guy's not a bad father. He's not a bad guy. You see? So Mr. Covey said, my anger turned into pity. He said, oh, oh, I'll try my best to help you. What can you know? I guess, well, I don't know, I don't know what to do. This is like a shock. She wasn't expected to die. You know, it was just a routine thing that she would, but she died. So I don't know how to deal with the children. You see? So, isn't it smart to remain equipoised? You see? We don't react at the guy that pulls out in front of us. We don't know. We don't react in the certain situations like this. The best reaction is no reaction. Don't react. How do we do that? Let's stay conscious of Krishna. Let's stay conscious of our re relationship with God. You see? Always think of Krishna. My dear Lord, what is about to happen? I wonder how. Please give me your help. I don't know how to process this. I'm feeling some anger towards this person, or I'm upset. Please, somehow direct me. You see? Remain equipoise. We can decide that. But we have to realize that, that we're being carried by the current of this material world. We're being affected by the three modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance. And we have to stay out of them. We have to stay out of them. Now what's the result of that? It sounds like a lot of hard work, doesn't it? Doesn't it? You, know, you think, oh, but you're going to have me doing this all day, every day, trying not to react to all these idiots that are out there. You know, boy, I'm going to be working myself to death. How can that be enjoyable? The enjoyable part is you're always going to be happy, peaceful. Because you choose to be. You see? We see the best in everybody. First and foremost. You see? We don't read any negative. Let's not write any negative story. You see? Let's deal with reality. What is reality? I'm an eternal living entity. I am not my body. Neither is this person or that person. 
We are all servants of God. We're all children of God. Sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes he makes mistakes. Sometimes we all make mistakes. You see? But we're all servants of God. We're all in this together. You see? If we can all kind of look out for one another, all of a sudden things change. Yes? Uh, I just want to add an, an affirmation that I use and that helps me. <clears throat> you know, different people do different things. Is that everybody, you know, is just coping with the world in their own way. Um, you know, however, however they're choosing to, you know, to act and react to things. And, um, however much you let that affect you is your choice. You know? So, you know, this person, you know, is, sees the world, you know, well, I'm in a hurry, so I'm going to disregard other people to get to where I'm going. That's their choice, you know. Yeah. And have, have to let them have their choice. Well, and that's the key to it. Everybody sees the world in their own way, you see. And that sounds kind of romantic. You know, back in the 60s, before I became a devotee of Krishna, we used to say, uh, what was it? Oh, do your own thing. It's your, it's your thing, do what you want to do. <laughs> Isn't it? It's your thing, do what you want to do. You know, my thing. I want to do what's, what's right for me. You see, because it's my thing. So, in other words, it's all about me. And I use this all the time, so forgive me if you if you if you're getting bored by my using it. But it's it makes a a big point. Let's say that we all get together and we take a photo, a group picture of all of us, right? When we develop the photo and we pass it around, when you get the photo, who's the first person you're going to look for? Number one. We're going to look for ourselves, right? It's all about me. I'm the center of the world. I'm the very center. Nobody should pull out in front of me. Nobody should disturb me. Nobody should bother me. I'm special. I'm important. That's called false ego. You see? False ego. How am I important? There are a gazillion other living entities, innumerable living entities on this planet. There's almost seven billion human beings. So I'm one human being in amidst almost seven billion. I think it's six and a half billion or six and three quarter billion like that. You can give or take. So I'm one out of six and a half billion, and I'm so special? Huh? That sounds like the logic of a fruitcake. Well, I'm an American. All right, you're one out of 310 million. You see? What's so special about us? Why are we the center of the universe? The harsh, cold truth is we are not. Now, there is somebody who thinks that we're the most special. 
the most special of all living entities. Now when I say living entities, I don't mean just all those on this planet. Let's take, an, an, when we say living entities, let's say just this planet. Let's say there's almost 7 billion human beings. How many blades of grass are there? Trillions. Take in the fish, the birds, the bugs, gazillions of living entities, right? Just on this planet. And we're all the same. We're a soul. We're just in different bodies, you see. Multiply that times all the planets in the cosmos, you see. Now, out of these innumerable living entities, there is one person who thinks I'm the most special of all. Do you know who that is? Krishna. It's not your wife. <laughs> no, it's not your wife, that's for sure. It's Krishna. Krishna thinks you're the most special. God thinks you are the most special living entity. Now, wait a minute. Hold everything. How can he think that I am and you are and you are all at the same time? You know, in the material world, you got to pick a favorite. And the rest of them come in second and third, fourth place like that. You got to have a favorite. You got to pick one. That's in the material world if you're not God. In the spiritual world, if you're God, you can do anything. You see, the laws of the material world don't apply to the spiritual world. You see. So, in the eyes of the Supreme Lord, every living entity, all of you, all of us, is his very special favorite. It's just like, uh, there are, you know, how many... Um, Flakes of snow are there? You know, take the Arctic. How many flakes of snow have fallen since the beginning of this world? We can't even count them. And every one of them is entirely different. No two are alike. Krishna can do that. You see? No two of us is exactly alike, yet we're almost identical at the same time. We're very much the same, and we're very much different. And every one of us has a special uh, relationship with God. Every one of us has a special relationship. He can do that. Innumerable, innumerable living entities. No two are exactly alike. No two have the same relationship with Him. So there's a, a purpose that we fill there's a position that we fill. There's a relationship that we have with Krishna. And it's unique. And it's very important to him. Now we've chosen to leave him and come to this material world. Just to see if we can get along and maybe have some fun without him. You know, it's not that we're bad guys. You know, we weren't coast, uh, cursed to burn in hell. You know, it's not like that. It's just like, you know, one day we got the thought, you know, gee whiz. Hey, Krishna, I wonder what it would be like to see if I can enjoy without you. I mean, I'm enjoying with you, but I've got that curiosity. Krishna says, if that's what you like, my dear one, I can arrange that. That's okay. 
Go check it out. Now he knows that you can't find any enjoyment separate from him. He knows that. He knows that when you leave. But he's not going to take away your free will to want to go check it out. So here we are. We're all in this material world. And we're looking for some happiness. You know? We're looking for some enjoyment. Trying to enjoy separate from God. How's that working out for you? It's not doing very good for me. I'll be the first one to admit. When I'm around him, though, and associating with his devotees, when I'm doing what I believe he wants me to do, I feel very good. I feel very happy. You see, many calamities may fall. I travel all the time. I don't live anywhere. And sometimes I have a car that breaks down and I don't have any money. And kind people are saying, oh, here, let me take care of that, please. You know. So, I could get all upset. I could be all mad. I could throw a brick through the windshield. You know, because my car is broken. <laughs> you know. Or I can just say, my dear Lord, you know, you've led me here. You've brought me here. I'm just here doing what I think you want me to do. So, uh, and I'm going to continue doing that. If you want me to stay here, then I'll stay here. If you want me to continue traveling, you'll fix things. You're in control anyway. You're the Ishwara, the supreme controller. You've always been controlling everything. I'm just trying to learn that, that you're controlling. You see? God controls every wave that hits the shore. He controls every drop of rain that falls. He's in complete control. Well, what do we control? I can't even control my fingernails. You ever notice you, you know, you, your nails get out and you cut them back and get them just the way you want them, file them down. Let a week go by and they're back out again. You know, I like to keep my head shaved. You know, it's my Brahman shaves his head. Besides, I'm an old man, it hides my gray. You can't tell how much gray hair I have if I shave it off. You see? So I shaved my head yesterday, and here it is. It's starting to come back out again. I want it to stop. I want to shave it and say, okay, stay. But it won't. My nails keep doing, you know, this body keeps getting older. I look in the mirror and I think, oh, boy, you're falling apart. Maybe your body... You see? What am I in control of? It's 100 degrees outside. I'd rather have about 75 or 80. You see? I wish we had 0% unemployment. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish gas was 50 cents a gallon. What do we control? There is one thing that we control. Your attitude. It's yours. It's your choice. You have free will. You get to choose how exactly how you feel and how you react to the material world. It's your choice. You see? And we can't say, oh, well, now I'm, I'm forced to be sad. Well, no, you're not. Oh, my, my uncle just died. 
Well, he didn't really die. He's an eternal living entity. He left his body. You will join him again in not too distant future, really. In the grand, grand scheme of things, all souls are going to ultimately go back to Godhead. Right? If it takes another million years, in, you know, in the scope of eternity, a million years isn't even a nanosecond. We don't have anything to worry about. We don't have anything to be concerned about. I'm eternal. I'm not this body. If I thought I was this body, then I'd really be in shock. You know? I'd think, oh, I'm almost dead. My life is almost gone. I better go out and enjoy like everything. You see? But if we can see ourselves as the servant of Krishna, and he's in control. He always has been. I'm just starting to learn that. Then I can choose, my dear Lord, I'm just your servant. And that makes me very happy. The thought that I have the ability, uh, I'm allowed to serve you and all the other living entities, all of your other servants to allow me to serve them. That makes me very happy. Any questions? Comments? make any sense so let's do it let's change our attitude you're gonna do it aren't you yeah let's change our attitude let's try to love everybody else sometimes people say to me well the problem is we just don't love ourselves enough no no the problem is we try to love ourselves too much <laughs> Uh, I don't know where I heard it, but I've heard this uh, this catchphrase that got started. Get over yourself. You heard that? People say like that. We all need to do this. Just get over ourselves. I'm not that important. I'm one of gazillions. You see? I'm not... We, we need to take ourselves out of the center Put everybody else in the center. Put God in the center and everybody else. You see, we're okay. We don't have anything to worry about. All we have to do is realize who we are and what our mission is. Our mission is to serve God and His living entities. That will make you happy eternally. Okay. If there's nothing else, oh, you know what? We need to make an offering. All right, thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.